We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to VM. An OG is back in the building, looking all quarantined up with the beard. My guy, Boss. What up, baby? What's going on? Yeah, I haven't shaved. This is the most pathetic attempt at a beard that the world has ever seen, probably. <laughs> Yo, what happened over here, son? Why is it just mad? Like, it's just patches is missing. Me? Yeah, on the side. Yeah, like, I don't it, see no... It doesn't come in, man. It's just a full-on <laughs> neck beard. I got, I don't know, it's, it's sloppy. But Yo. it's quarantine, so I got no haircut, no shave. It's just it's just Shit. going right now. This is why I got a hat on. Look at my head, bro. It's fucking, I'm falling apart. One, yeah, we're one working. Xbox session at a time, just falling apart. We're working with what we got over here. I don't know how else to put it. Dude, struggle. you've still been working, right? Yeah, yeah, still working. How's that been? Deemed an essential work, which is... It's like a joke compared to the frontline workers. Oh, but uh, no, nah, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, I can't complain. I'm fortunate to still be working, I think, in my eyes, still be making some money. Um, 
So yeah, I, I have no complaints. They're, they're doing taking the proper precautions to keep me safe. They bought like a panel of glass, uh, all the right equipment, like with masks and gloves and stuff. So I can't complain. They've been taking care of me pretty well, and I'm still, like I said, still employed, which is very fortunate. So all so, good on my end. I see you be getting those miles in too, running, biking. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I don't know. It's just. There's nothing else to do. There's no gym open. It's tough to get exercising when you don't have the equipment at the crib. So I feel like the only way to get working is either, I mean, by social distancing outside, by running, by biking, good practices of social distancing and still getting exercise, which I love, especially the bike. Like you can take the bike anywhere and no one's near you. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yo, I can't lie, bro. This is the most relaxed I've felt physically since like being in high school you know the summers used to have three months off no work no nothing mm. just either boozing or just chilling till 4 a.m playing video games waking up at two in the afternoon yeah yo physically bro like i'm not talking about like the shape i'm in i've been in better shape but like as far as like my body just feeling mad relaxed it's never felt this way so i've definitely been enjoying quarantine because just like you bro you work overnights i work early nights early mornings i should say so my body feels great so there's been a benefit from the whole quarantine season yeah no i have to agree man it's just it, things are much more i mean it depends you could either be like really tense you know people have different situations this quarantine but uh for me it's been same thing relaxed just uh kind of catching up on like exercise and stuff like you said with the running and and just keep you know going to work and stuff so nothing's really changed on my end so all is good dude i'm glad i'm glad you're back on you uh you always tell me whenever you need something i needed something and in particular this week because not only are we excited that we have sports back i think this is a very unique car not because of the circumstances we've been dealt with the whole covid stuff bro i think a lot of casuals are going to be tuning into this because people are thirsty for real sports and it don't get no realer than fighting in the UFC, bro. How you feel about that? Yeah, nah, UFC 249. I mean, they tried to come back, what was it, a few weeks ago? Yep. Um, and got shut down by well, Dana said by ESPN and Disney wanted them to hold off. So they did, and now they're coming back with like a banger of a card. I'm pretty much everyone's close to two or three weeks notice at most. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm kind of surprised they were able to grab all these big names. Like, you got so many storylines from the return of Dominic Cruz and Henry Cejudo defending the 35 belt for the first time. Obviously, the main event, you got Ferg fighting for the first time in, what, a year plus now? Since Cerrone. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Gaethje, you know, that's a banger of a main event, as Dana White keeps saying. He keeps hyping it up, and he's not wrong. Uh, and there's so many huge names on here from like Francis Ngannou mm -hmm. to obviously Greg Hardy, who a lot of football fans know, uh, troubled past, but uh, he was a great football player at one point on the field. He's trying to, you know, start his, get his MMA career off the ground, coming off a loss to Alex Volkov. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of huge names out here. I could, go, I could literally list the whole card right now and tell you how good every fight's going to be. Like, that's how I feel about it from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, shit, the fight I'm most looking forward to, bro, and I'm not even bullshitting you, is is Luke and Nico Price. And that's like the third car, fight on the card. That's early yeah. prelims kind of shit. And that, that could easily be like, 
a pay-per-view fight because those two dudes, uh, you know, I know you're about to get aroused right now. Odds to finish, one of the highest on the card. So that's, you know, we're going to be degening hard this weekend. I can already tell with that smile on your face, bro. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yesterday, <laughs> I was sitting at work. I set up a FanDuel account, made my deposit, so everything is good to go. I'm driving to Jersey Saturday morning after the overnight. <laughs> To put in I, you already know the first stop of the, the rest area. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. Not open, so it's got to be done online, and we can't do it in New York. So Jersey, it's got to be. Dude, when I, I had uh, – I linked up with this dude, David Hill. He he writes for Esquire, and he did a piece on sports betting in New York. And I told him, I was like, bro, I always just – sometimes, like, when I do take the trip in and I don't go all the way to the sports book, I'll go right to Vince Lombardi Way, the little, the little rest stop. Put the Turn bets back. in on the app <laughs> and then bounce. I'm out. But just like you, though, I'm, I'm locked and loaded, man. This way, when I get there, I know what I'm going to do. And then from there, I'm just out. But, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. But before we get, like, super into the card and, like, what we're looking forward to, how do you feel about them fighting, man, on a, on a serious note? I know we're excited about it. But, like, do you agree with them going on? Uh, I'd say that's a tough question. Uh, right. I I, I kind of do. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the Embedded's, which is pretty cool that they're still doing that series. I think it's like one of the best series leading up to anything that uh, a professional sport does. I just but, I just literally finished watching episode two right now, right before we started recording. Okay. I haven't watched that yet, but I watched one, and I thought it was so cool how they gave props and put the names up of, like, everyone behind the scenes. Like, yeah. that is – phenomenal for what's going on and how hard those guys are working to get three shows done in one week down in Jacksonville. I think that's freaking awesome. Uh, so I can't say like enough good things about the UFC for hyping those guys up because they deserve a ton of credit for being they're They're probably not essential workers, but they're the closest thing to essential from keeping these shows going on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, fighters, like the, I feel like the old expression goes fighters fight. And you've mm-hmm. said it like numerous times how, like a fighter's mentality is different. Like you would say a fighter is a different breed from any other athlete that yeah. you know. So um, Gaethje has said on the record like numerous times, like he goes into the cage preparing to die. Uh, so it's like, you know, for these guys, they're not, I, I would think they're not phased by a virus. They're doing all the testing. It's just pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty neat. You see it like up close how uh, Ferg has posted, Tony Ferguson posted his swab. Uh, Carla Esparza yeah. posted her swab. Michelle Waterson posted their swab. So they're doing all the testing and stuff. So, I mean, if you can hold the vent and the vent in the safest way possible, which they have to do a ton of work, that's get an athletic commission to approve, sign off on it, the governor to sign off on it, the mayor to sign off on it. They did all that. So this could be the step. I mean, if, if they have a successful week, because they are having three cars in a week, yeah. Um, it could open the door for sports to return in the USA. They said an MLB proposal is coming this week from the from the organizations to the players union. So, yeah, it's a big week. I I like it. You know, like you said, I'm a fan, so I I'm just starving for any type of sports action. But if you take a step back and look at the sports world, this is like <clears throat> it's the first step, and it could be a giant first step in getting sports back. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more because I think everyone talks about when shit gets back to normal and what's more normal than having sports on on a regular basis, especially like 
dude even if you're not like a like a hardcore sports fan like we are it just in general when you go out you go out to a bar there's espn's always on right no matter what like they're not gonna have fucking general hospital on they're gonna have sports on the tv's always on sports and it's just so much a part of life and culture nowadays and also you mentioned the u.s dude the bundesliga in germany the soccer league they're starting up in like two weeks so that's going to be interesting because you're talking about crowds of 30 40 50 60 000 people but going back to the ufc man it's very like vince mcmahon of them where the show goes on and like wrestling they've been performing in front of empty arenas in florida florida those fucking psychopaths opened up the beaches and shit and people yeah. were cutting their ass so Dana White, I'm sure Dana White's looking at that like, yo, bro, if you have thousands of people at the beach, we could at least have a card here. And that's what they're doing. And I, I forgot about three cards in eight days they're doing, bro. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. They pretty much have them all set up already, too. It's And it's cool because, like, this one is obviously a pay-per-view, but it's stacked. So it's a great, like, yeah. uh, first step back, you know, to get eyes on the screen. And then the next two are fight nights, which is cool because you don't got to pay for them and you can watch – Whatever the card, I think it's like 12 fights or 11 fights on each card. So it, as a fan, it's, it's like it doesn't get better than that. You got Saturday, which is the regular day for UFC, and then midweek UFC, and, and then Saturday again. So it's great for a fan. And also with this pay-per-view, which we'll, we'll start diving into right now, like you said, boss, they, they got mad good fights, dude. And I think because it is going to be on ESPN, they wanted to get – they're struggling with ratings, bro. They pushed the last dance up three months because they needed some, like, original content to be on TV. And I think one of the reasons why they stacked this card so much is because it's going to be on ESPN. You're going to have a lot of casual people just be like, yo, I just want live sports, right? Like, the NBA 2K League gets, like, a big number yeah. on Twitch and shit. It's because people are fiending to gamble also, like we are. I've got like 300 pending right now on DraftKings. got to fill out these lineups gonna hit the sports book or hit on my boy rick who lives in jersey where every time i text him he's like all right what better are you looking for because he knows that's like the only <laughs> time that i text him but dude you're just looking at it just constantly like this kid bryce mitchell's up and coming he's a, he's a very unique character reps arkansas hard i mentioned price and luke a uh waterson is a great girl and she was just fighting almost for a title uh you got legends you got cowboy who everyone knows what are you what are you looking forward to in particular like give me before we get to the pay-per-view give me like a scrap you're looking forward to then maybe someone tuning in is like yeah i'm gonna try this ufc shit out what should i watch i think uh is cater stevens on the undercard nah that's that uh that's a, all right and yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight. That fight, yo, what, Shady, one of my favorite bets is uh, plus 160 that that doesn't go to distance. And I don't know, man. Those are two guys that like to throw. Two guys Great that spot. are, yeah, that's going to be a banger. So I agree with you on that. But tell us more. Uh, you got Jacare, who's in He's had, like, a weird stretch lately. He moved up to 205. It's, this is why, like, this card is so great because he's coming off a main, he main event of his last fight card. Mm. against Jan Blahovich, who's in the hunt now for the 205 title shot with uh, John Jones. Mm. He's coming off a loss, and he's moving back down to uh, 85 to fight Uriah Hall, who's uh, from New York, by the way, so that's a homegrown talent for us. Yep. Uh, that's a banger of a fight in my eyes. Uh, you got Charles Rosa and Bryce Mitchell, like you said. Bryce Mitchell, if 
if you're a casual, this is your first UFC card. Look up his last fight, his submission victory over uh, Matt Sales. Oh, he did the, the what was it called that he did? The Twister. Yo, that just looks uncomfortable. But you just watched the clip of that. It's only the second one. It was only the second one in UFC history. So the, obviously, there's only been two in UFC history. Um, so that was like such a dope finish. It's like impossible to pull off, obviously. And uh, so yeah, that was that was cool. And like you said, he reps Arkansas hard. He's been uh shouting out Reebok to get him some camo gear to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's 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 great. Like he's he's such a character. And then you have Charles Rosa, who's a great story. He finished uh Manny Bermudez in his last fight, who was like top thirty-five guy who was controversial. He always missed weight and stuff, but like a black belt has a ton of subs to his name, and he subbed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his first one back, he had a long layoff due to some medical issues. So pretty cool to see Charles Rosa back because he was good uh, before his injury and uh, has one of the better nicknames in the fight game, Boston Strong. He's from Boston. So that's just a great scrap. I think that's the second scrap on the card. Yeah. Um, that, that like, it just screams violence to me, that card. Like, a lot of submissions can be a lot of grappling, striking. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most. But then you have like, like you said, uh, Michelle Waterson on the card versus Carlos Barza. Michelle Waterson just fought uh, Joanna, mm-hmm. who just fought for the title her last time out, I believe. Um, so yeah, she was also main eventing that card. It's like there's so many people coming off main events or co-main events on their last card for now on the undercard. And then obviously you can't leave off Cowboy Cerrone, who fought Connor last, and and Anthony Pettis, like two legends in the game, just going at it as the last fight on the prelims. If that doesn't get you to want to buy the pay-per-view, I don't know what will. Yeah, and shit, you didn't, we didn't even get into the pay-per-view, which we will in a second, but there's so many household names, man. Like Cowboy, people know Cowboy, Pettis also. Shit, they still show that knockout. Not even knockout when he hit Benson Henderson running up yeah. the cage. That's like one of the most – because have you been Showtime watching – Yeah, have you been watching The Last Dance at all? Of course. It's yeah. Only yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yo, you know how like I-, I felt like the shot over Elo that MJ hit, that's like a, a a a visual and a video that they play, like it's gonna pass the test of time, as they say. That's how I feel about showtime, bro. When he ran up the cage and he hit Benson, like that was just crazy. That's gonna last yeah. forever. And then you got that's Cowboy. Funny. What's up? No, I should say, like, it's funny, too. Like, I feel like they show that so much that people don't realize that wasn't, like, you didn't finish him with that. Right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You just, like, assume he did because it was so out of his world. Yeah, that's bad, true. You know, it's funny. It wasn't until, like, I wouldn't say recent, but I uh, I went down this rabbit hole, like, maybe five, six months ago of just now when, uh, when I do cardio, bro, no matter what the cardio is, if I do elliptical, which uh, all you guys like to make fun of me for, or now when I bike at home, I throw on fights. Like, I know Joe Rogan has talked about it in the past. He's like, yo, and then I end up just doing cardio for like an hour and a half because I'm just going down this <laughs> rabbit hole watching fights. So I was watching fights, and I actually got to that fight. It was like the best of uh, WEC fights, and that was one of them. It was like in the top five. And I didn't know until then, bro, that that didn't result in a knockout too. So I was one of those people who fell for that trap also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Also, like, even more recently, his highlight was the like the Superman punch kind of off the cage against Wonder Boy Word. at seventy. Like, that's been showing a ton, and that actually like put Wonder Boy out unconscious. So, that's also like a great one for Pettis. 
what do you think is going to be the um we talked about like the long-term turnaround from this event if it goes well in the event that it does it and let's say worst case scenario um someone gets sick someone catches the rona i can't even believe i'm saying this but i do want to play devil's advocate here what kind of backlash do you think the ufc might face i don't know it's probably probably a ton like i mean we talked about this before we jumped on uh like fighting even training there's so much grappling and like touching and sweating and like getting being yeah. spread the mats are sweated up you know t- you know for as long as the training period lasts um so i feel like mma or even you know any type of training in a gym like at least it's it's you got to keep that area clean like at all times so i mean it, it's one of the places where I wouldn't say it's likely to be spread, but if you look at other sports across the board, it's probably more likely to be spread. Um, so they'll probably get like a ton of backlash. It'll suck probably for them, but Dana White, if you've listened to uh, him speak, you know, for about since since the shutdown occurred pretty much, he's like, <laughs> he won't be denied pretty much. Like he's just like willing to go on and on and on and on until like literally someone will tell him no and ESPN and Disney had to tell him no um for for him to shut down before so i don't know man they'll probably get a ton of backlash but i'm sure they'll be like he'll he'll be persistent about getting the next event on as as fast as possible because he'll probably just be like oh it's a whole new group of fighters at a whole new different city they'll probably do it in vegas somewhere like the apex or, or he says he has other venues fight island who knows what's going on with that is that uh, even a real thing you think no one knows nobody <laughs> <laughs> It's like oh, it's man. like when Undertaker used to come out from the parts unknown. You just didn't yeah. know what the hell that meant. That's that's Fight that's Island. Where, that's Fight Island. That's where he's from. Cause yo, why um do you think cause like this shit is still going on. It's still a pandemic and it still hasn't been, you know, states are starting to open up, but there's still mad shit coming their way as far as like the backlash that we're talking about. Why do you think it's okay now with them going to Florida? Do you think it's because they've opened up the beach in the state down there for the most part that Florida then can't turn and be like, yo, you can't have this card when you have yeah. all these people on the beaches and shit? I don't know. I think, honestly, I think UFC, like Dana was just trying to go wherever he could as fast as he could. So, I mean, Florida, like you said, they've kind of been open. Um, like I said before, they got an athletic commission, the governor approved and the mayor approved. He said, uh, they submitted like a 30 page document on all the safety measures they were taking to get this event and going. Like, I know one of them that came up recently was like, there's no in, in cage interviews for the winners, mm. uh, which is like a huge staple. You oh, know, for the shit. wow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's no post fight interviews in the cage. Uh, Cause I, I know, I know they're not doing face offs. Right. Like the, 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 the pre-fight, you know, like when they do the weight ceremonial weigh-ins and shit, they're not doing that. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's just going wherever he can to, to get his brand or to get sports going as, as quickly as he can. Also, I know you talk about all the time the standalone game, like for uh, Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, you know, like they kind of have, they have, this is the one time. On a Saturday night, you probably won't have anything else going on in the sports world. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. 
from their online casino to poker and blackjack. They're bringing Vegas to you. If you're missing the NFL, no problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Guys, as you all know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, one of my things is no dick, no hope. That's why Blue Chew is for you. Guys, if you're looking to last longer and go an extra few rounds, get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. So nobody got to know the little secrets us legends are putting together behind the scenes. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 for the shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Dude, I didn't even think about the standalone factor, but that's so true how... There, there ain't gonna be shit on TV to watch. Uh, pretty much the only thing you can watch is like Netflix, and you can pause that and go back to it. But as far as like live content, this is it. This is it. What kind of uh, who, who are you looking at from a, like a betting perspective, man? Let's let's dive into a little degenning right now because you know you know there's some people that are thirsty for some betting. What is what's caught your eyes? I don't know. It, it's weird because. You don't know like what the training circumstances are like. Yep. Uh, I felt the same way. That's so that's one thing that I'm struggling with because I don't really know. You know, usually I like to see the um I'm a body language guy. So I want to see how you look when you get on the scale. I want to see what the face off is gonna look like. Like remember the guy uh uh Kutulaba? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hulk when he yelled at uh what was the dude? Roundtree. Roundtree. And yeah, Roundtree yeah. flints. I was like, well, shit, that was the best indicator to not pay nine K for him on DraftKings and get put to sleep early. Both my lineups and him. So that <laughs> that's something I like to look at. But I, I do feel like there's a lot of unknown with the circumstances and you don't know how the training camp is. But then also like you look at the Dominic Cruz fight, bro, like this dude's been off for a while. Yeah. And he just steps into a title shot. How do you feel about that, too? Do you feel like the rankings don't even mean nothing anymore? Because why does Cruz deserve a title shot? I uh, I can't even tell you, man. It's like 35 is such a wacky division. Like, you have Aljo, who's been campaigning for that title shot and, like, complaining about how, how stupid it is. How that, you know, Cruz, like you said, what's been, like, three years or close to it? I don't know if it's three years exactly. It's, like, two plus for sure. Was his last Cody? fight Cody? Yeah. That was wow. what, the end of 17? Yeah, bro. That was quality season. Yeah. That was the card that I won. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. No, no that no. was TJ. It was TJ. Yeah. That was the end. Of, so that it was the end of 16. It was the yeah. end of 16. Jeez. So three plus years. Jesus. Yeah. So who knows coming off surgery on his shoulder? It's like, 
there's so many unknowns. Like his first title defense at 35. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with uh, Cruz getting the shot. Listen, he's like the goat 35er. But when you're inactive for three plus years, it's kind of weird. I mean, also the circumstances are crazy. But there's Jan who's deserving. There's mm. uh, I don't, like even Aldo was in line to get the shot before him. He's coming off. A loss, a loss, yeah. Albeit controversial to Marlon Marais. Uh Peter Jan, who's just been devastating with finishes. He knocked out your eye favor uh, his last time out. So there's so many more intriguing guys I'd rather see. Like a Corey Sanhagen, you can even throw his name in there. Yo, that's my guy. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather see Sanhagen. Every car, baby. Sanhagen, Aljo, or Peter Jan fight for the title rather than Cruz. Or Aldo, who's coming off loss, or even like Frankie Edgar was mentioned. He's moving down to 35. I don't know. I don't agree with it, but I guess it is what it is during these these times. Because it does seem like you saw that shit happen at the card that I went to in Vegas, bro. Like Romero lost three of four. And I know questionable some of those losses. Like some people had him winning uh, the Whitaker, the second Whitaker fight. Some people even had him winning the first one. And then even with like Paulo Costa. But still, like, you look at, you know, if you were to bring in a casual fan, right? And again, the reason why I think it's very important for the casual fan to be able to understand this is because there's going to be a lot of people tuning into this card this weekend. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, bro, if if the numbers for ESPN, the prelims, draws like a Monday night football game. Like, for real, because of there ain't nothing going on. It's there's no other sports it needs to compete with. There's no other sports that have gone on and like Korean baseball just started, which I've seen you up in the morning watching. Yeah, I stayed up till five AM the first was it Monday Monday night to watch the whole game. Yeah. Cause <laughs> dude, like, like yo, we're for any type of action. Yes, yes. Not even like the the better in you, but just like the sports thing. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of yeah. watching fucking Netflix all the time and watching the news and it's always depressing. It's another person dies from corona or gets sick or some wild shit happens. But I think that this ESPN card and I was watching uh, Ariel Hawani had uh, Karate Hottie on, Michelle Waterson, and he told her, too. He was like, dude, you're going to get a lot of eyes on you because of all these circumstances. So that's why I think, like, for the casual fan, this is going to be such a big moment for the UFC. And it goes back to, like, the Dominic Cruz and Romero thing, just to bring it all together, how if you were to bring one of those casual fans and be like, yo, this guy's fighting for the belt. And then he goes, oh, what's his record? Like, and you're like, oh, you know, he's whatever, whatever. But he's lost three of his last four fights. It's like, why is he fighting for a title? Why is this guy fighting? He hasn't fought in three and a half years. Like, I understand you're a legend. You're, you're an icon of that division. And, and you're one of the top fighters in the game. I just, I do feel like ever since they sold and for like the $4 billion, they've kind of, really went for the money and, and the big fights, which I can't even blame them for that too, but it also defeats the purposes of your rankings. Right. It's also like the fight game. It's, I don't know. I'm not in the fight game, so I can't say it's changed, but it's also like, I feel like it's just different now. Like you have Cejudo calling out Aldo who lost. He's calling, like he calls out, like as the champ, he's calling out guys who aren't worthy. Right. So the champ is also you have the champ asking for these fights. You had Adesanya calling out Romero. That's true. You know, too. so it's like I, I don't know. The the fight game is in like a weird situation, but it's those are so many fights too. So 
I guess the champs also want the money. Those names that they're calling out come with the money. So I don't know. It is. It definitely is. I have to agree. It's all like it's a money. It's a big money grab these days. So it seems. We haven't spent enough time on Jarzinho versus Naganu. And that might be like people love heavyweights. People want to see. How do you feel? Oh, no, actually, you've been a culprit of this too, bro, where you feel like you can't get knocked out by a 125er. What was it that they used to say? No, it's a, yeah, I said a, a strawweight couldn't knock me out. Yeah. A strawweight, 100%. <laughs> you also oh, got the cosign from what's his name? At, at Bellator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, like, but I was also like Roy Nelson size that I was like, I was a heavyweight. Yeah. So actually, I'm still, I'm still heavyweight. But. <laughs> <laughs> can a weight, can, can a crazy weight cut get you down to 205? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For but, sure. but, but then you'd probably look like cyborg in the, in the jacuzzi, right? Just like in yeah. mad paid because of the weight cut. Getting 45. Yeah. <laughs> you keep getting but, these, these miles in, brother. You'll be like Brock Lesnar soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, soon enough. That's yeah. it. 205. I'm coming for John Jones. But, but yo, you, you look at these, these heavyweights and like people, people always said how it's cool Mayweather and Pacquiao and even Canelo Alvarez to an extent. I know different sport, but like the draw of it, people always gravitated to the heavyweights because just the visual, right? Like I'm a big eye test guy, just the visual of seeing Francis Naganu. They're like, all right, that's a fucking ass kicker. And then Jarzinho is no slouch either. I think prior to his last fight, he spent like two minutes and 12 seconds in the octagon. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. with Overeem. 59. Yeah, yeah. Overeem. <laughs> Might that, as well have been. Talk about a fucking walk-off. But that goes to show you the power in these dudes. And that was five rounds into it. How you feel about this fight? And I think this is the fight that's going to have people the most excited for personally. Outside of the main event because of what it is. Like, this is the one that you're looking at future champs right here. The winner of this. Yeah. Like, definitely, definitely. Minganu has, like, it's been long-deserved. He needs a rematch at, the, at a shot at the heavyweight title. He's been steamrolling the division, like from Blades to JDS. <laughs> like, literally just taking guys yeah. out early and often. And, dude, I, I hate to cut you off, but I just remembered how Rosenstruck has been asking for Nagano, which is something that people don't fucking do, which is the craziest part of this one. He's like, yo, I want Francis. And people are ducking Francis because Francis is fucking – look up Francis Nagano if you haven't seen him. You understand why people don't want to fight this dude. Yeah, he pretty much ended Cain Velasquez's MMA career, like knocked him out and tore his knee on his way down. He was unconscious, full body weight fell on his knee. Like when Nganu, I mean the Overeem knockout, yeah, for for both of them really were insane. Like <laughs> Overeem is on both their highlights. Jarzinho <laughs> freaking busted his lip, like sliced that thing up to his nose, and then obviously Nganu like. Uppercut his head off his shoulders. <laughs> if you want to see highlights, just go watch those and you'll see what you're getting into with Nganu versus Rosenstrike. Like two legit heavyweights, one an up and comer and one the established like number one contender. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a war and, and a finish. And, and if you look at the other heavyweights, like touched on briefly, the Greg Hardy versus the Castro fight, like the Castro, I think is two and zero in the UFC. Or might might be one and zero. But he knocked out Justin Taffa on yeah. a crazy like counter, uh, put him out to sleep. So 
he's an exciting young prospect. He had one of the biggest upsets on uh, the Contender Series. He was one of the biggest dogs, and he got a finish. So uh, he's kind of riding hot, and uh, he's running into Greg Hardy, who's, you know, he's coming to his own a little bit. His striking has improved. Uh, he looked okay against Volkov, but then Volkov is just a way more seasoned and experienced fighter. Um, so this should, that should be also a great fight at heavyweight. So in my opinion, I think it's five fights on the pay-per-view. Two, it's going to be two great heavyweight scraps. Like someone's going out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised if that doesn't end in uh I mean, the odds for that, it's like minus 450 that it doesn't go to distance for Naganu, Jarzinho. How like that's insane. You, yeah, yeah. It's basically you never see those lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd be crazy to think otherwise, dude. Let's uh, let's wrap up with this title fight, man. I this is how I feel about it, boss. I want Tony to win because I want to see him and Habib, but I also want to pose this question to you: If eventually we get Tony and Habib, do you think it's going to be deja vu of Pacquiao Mayweather? where it's something that we wanted. If you remember, dude, we wanted Pacquiao Mayweather for so long, and we got it like four or five years late. We've wanted Habib and Tony. I mean, shit, five times it's been booked and it's been canceled. Like, do you think eventually if we do get Tony, obviously he has to get past this matchup because Gaethje's no slouch, and I think he's the biggest wild card in that division. If Tony Ferguson gets past him, do you think that the the anticipation for Habib Tony is not going to be as much because we've just been down this road so many damn times? I don't know. It's it, it does seem cursed at this point. Like I'm a I don't I'm not gonna say I'm a diehard, but I'm a big fan, and like I would it still gets me hard. Like I still have to see that fight. I know Joe Rogan says all times like we just have to see. That's all he says. Like we have to see that fight. Yeah. Um. I think the hype would still be real. What was, I mean, how close have we gotten both times? Like the 223, we had tickets to in Brooklyn. Ferguson tripped over a wire and tore like a camera wire and tore his LCL. Oh man, now like a pandemic, like a natural disaster has, has called off, you know, canceled the fight. So many things have gone wrong, man, for, for this fight, like you said, five times. But the hype, in my opinion, it would still be real. They both put on – they both can talk. Mm. They both put on, like, crazy good press conferences. Hey, sunglasses. Hey, <laughs> stupid guy. Yeah, I was there for that, bro. It was it was great. It was, it was yeah, so Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, you know it was Mexican, so funny. You American, Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, do, what do you know, street fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're American. There's no street fight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Khabib is – English is his second language, and he's still, like – kills the press conferences i think like inadvertently honestly like i don't think he knows how funny he is yeah he of like, course he, he, like, he he's great on the mic yeah yeah and i i think like if you were to do like the just the the eye test at first you'd be like oh this dude he has the accent he probably can't it's probably not that entertaining and then you just listen to him and he has so many sound bites that i'm going to smash this guy this is uh do the do the one that you do mad good this is this is number one bullshit. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, there's so many of them. There's so many of them. So, so yo, t- tell us a little bit about this fight, man. How you th- think it plays out? Are you are you worried for Tony? Tony's a pretty decent sized favorite, minus one eighty at some sports books. As I pull up uh, 
bet online sponsor minus 170 at the moment on Tony coming back with plus 145 on Gaethje. How you how you feeling about this main event, dude? I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be a war. When when have you not seen Justin Gaethje in a war? Like you go Dustin Poirier fights the Michael Johnson fight in his debut, Eddie Alvarez. Uh, he put Barbosa to sleep early. Like, this dude is willing to stand and trade. That goes without saying, obviously. He'll take his Tony's leg with him if they're going to stand and trade. Like, his leg kicks are second to none. Um, and Ferg, like, you've seen Ferg take damage in, in a lot of his fights. And he's also, like, a willing combatant. Like, he'll stand there and trade if you want to. Um, he's busted people up. He got, But he got hit up, too, against uh, his Pettis. Right. Well, that two fights ago, Pettis dropped him. He had him like <laughs> it was like I don't know if he was rocked or if it was just Tony Ferguson being like super unconventional. With he was like just rolling around the mat. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get a position like he's such a weirdo, but um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a war. I, and the one wild card, like you said, you said Gaethje's the wild card in the division. Is Gaethje was like an all American wrestler in, in college, and we've never seen him utilize his wrestling. Ever. Um, and yeah, in, in the UFC or maybe even in MMA. Uh, so if he wants to be Khabib, obviously he's going to have to have takedown defense and, and wrestling. But for this matchup too, like Tony is, is a savage on the ground and uh, like snap jitsu, he calls it. Like he, he takes limbs too at, at all costs. So if, if Gaethje can keep it standing, Tony's great on the feet. Don't get it. Don't get it wrong. Like, he'll piece you up and, and leave you a battered mess. He leaves everyone a battered mess. I saw Josh uh, retweet something like the like nine opponents and their home yeah, battered bruised eyes up. closed. I mean, just look at Cowboy in his last fight. Dude had his eye swollen shut. Couldn't continue anymore. Pettis broke his hand against them. Like <laughs> these guys, this guy's finishes are out of control. But yeah, man, it, if this is your first time watching UFC, because we're in a pandemic and uh. You just need some sports action, and you're willing to buy a pay per view. You're not you're not going to be let down. That's for sure. Like this fight is is going to deliver a hundred percent. And if I had to pick a winner, I do want to see Ferg win, mm. just because like like you said, like we want to see Ferg Khabib. But honestly, I'm, maybe I'm bugging, but I'd I'd have this line as a pick on man. I, I think Gaethje's legit. Um, he's coming off like his knockout wins are James Vick. You left him unconscious in the first round. The Barbosa, Barbosa fight, I was there for in Philly. That was word. That's why you guys took the trip out scrap. there. Yeah, yeah, put him out in the first round or first or second round. I think it was the first round. I, I think it was first round also. Yeah. So like Cowboy, he put out in the first round, I believe, in his last fight. So there's a few common opponents there for them, like Cowboy, but. It's just exciting. And obviously, when you hear Justin Gaethje, you always hear seven bonuses and six fights in the UFC. I was just going to bring that up. I was going to bring that like, up. So it's, definitely it's excited. Banger written all over it. Dude, I kind of I, I feel I feel you with the with the odds. I think like for me, DraftKings this weekend, I'm going to have a lot of Gaethje just because one, I always like taking the dog in the title fight because I like to potentially build my roster around being five and zero going into main events. So my night's not over by eight 30 trying to punt on these random fucking dogs. Like I'd rather take the chance there. And then I could always bet it the other way. Like I did that. Uh, I did that on um, when I was in Vegas, I, uh, 
I downloaded the MGM app and I put a bet in right before the Adesanya fight because I was four and zero. I was five and zero going into Adesanya, and I had so much Adesanya, and then I just bet Romero. So I was like, "Yo, at least I'll eat something from there." You know, worst comes to worst. But I think with this one, man, I do think that the line is a little too wide. I do think it would be closer to like maybe minus one thirty, minus one twenty five ish. Because one thing that I think is a big X factor was when Justin Gaethje was talking about how, honestly, I probably have 17, 18 minutes in me at the time when the the fight first got announced, like back in April, and then they ended up cutting it like the week of. Remember, he was a short notice fill-in for Habib. And now he's had more time to prepare for it. So... And Tony hasn't fought in a while. You know, it's been a while since Tony has fought. So I'm very excited, man. I cannot wait for Saturday. What are we doing? Are we doing like a Zoom party or all the boys? Are we just crack <laughs> over some cold ones? It's something. I, I, I texted Josh. I was like, I've never been more excited to sit on my couch from like 6 to midnight. Yeah, and dude. just have some beers. And just Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't drink on Cinco de Mayo. And even last weekend, because I'm like, I'm going to pound like at least eight IPAs watching this. And hopefully I'm not fully in bed before the main event because of all the money I've lost. <laughs> but yo, boss, you're the man. Thanks for coming on again. I'm sure the people are going to be hyped to hear from you. An OG as always. Uh, thank you for your time, my bro. Yeah, bro, no problem. Anytime. Especially with fights. Like I sent you the gift. Like I'm just itching for for any sports action. Like. <laughs> I probably said it 50 times on this podcast. I just can't wait till Saturday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Guys, at Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. Enjoy the card this weekend, and we will catch you all next time. Can't let it drop on me spill Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain I'm here for the spot to be filled Not to be cocky, but all of you watching While I'm in the cup paying property bills When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.